rolling live from HAPS 2019, and I have the one and the only Steve Kish here. He does have the best haircut in the business. You got Matt Garcia rocking it. You got John Jackson, Steve Kish, and there's a bunch of others. But Steve, welcome to the booth. Well, thank you, Jim. Pleasure to be here. And you are officially a second timer here on the podcast for live shows that we've done. You did it last year, right? Yes, I did, and I had a great time doing it. Yeah, you really did. It was so fun doing that last year. Um, I know you've been to a lot of HAPS. How many has it been? Well, let's see. I started in Austin 2006. You're going to make me do math. I know I missed the Denver one and I missed the Tulsa one. So 13, 14, something like that. Some, some math major out there that's listening, you can figure out how many I've been to. But it's a lot. <laughs> it's like students, you know, we want to make you do some math, right, and think on a Thursday. No, I don't want to think on a Thursday. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here in beautiful Portland, Oregon, have been looking forward to this. But I'm, on an, I'm, I'm from the East Coast, and the time change is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> These time changes are just killer, no uh, doubt. I look, at, I look at my watch, and it says 9 or 8.40, and I, my internal is like, no, it's 12.40. It's lunchtime, but I just had breakfast. So anyway, I'm rambling. Hey, do you have a favorite location to have? So what's your favorite so far? Oh, man, there have been so many. Um, Vancouver was, I think, the best for me because that was my first time out of the country. And it was just so beautiful. The weather was nice. So I'm going to have to put Vancouver at the top of the list. Although Columbus, because I'm from Ohio, was a, was a very close second because I didn't have to fly there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with you. Vancouver was amazing. I was at that one. I had never been to that part of the world. It was absolutely amazing. I think we need to challenge HAPS to go back. Uh, yeah, well, hey, you know, HAPS 2020 is in Ottawa, so we are going to go back across the border. So I'm encouraging everybody who's listening, it's a great place to start your HAPS career. If you want to do it or come back as a second timer or a 15th timer like myself, you know, it's, it's, it's a great place to go. All right, Steve, one teaching tip that you want to give to the world. I know you had one phenomenal one last year, and you could repeat it, too, if you want. You know, the one last year was teaching your students how to sing words that they have trouble spelling, but I, I'm going to go I'm going to go old school. For those of you that are in education, for those of you that teach your students day in and day out, here's my tip. Don't be afraid to tell your students, I don't know. They look at us as content experts, but I'm sorry. I don't, it doesn't matter if you've been teaching 50 years or five years. There are things that you don't know. The students will respect you more if you can just tell them, I don't know. Let's find out together. And then that, that brings you closer to the students. And that is what your student needs. They need that person who's willing to work with them and, and just be upfront and honest. I don't know. Those are the three most powerful words that you can ever that you can ever say. Okay, so I have a story I want to share with you. Sure. So I like going to lectures. I sit in a lecture every semester because for me as a layperson, it kind of helps me appreciate what you guys do better, and then I get to really experience it like a student does. So I'm in Ken Saladin's lecture. This uh-huh. was about maybe three, four years ago. And a student asked the most obscure question. It was a good question. But it was something that you probably just, you know, I'm sure it's the only time in Ken's career he's ever received it. And he uttered those words. He said, I don't know. 
Now, the student, a couple of them, they're kind of making some cracks initially. They're like, wait a minute, you wrote the textbook, so don't you know everything? And he said, and I remember, I'll just kind of paraphrase a little bit, no human being knows everything there is to know about anything. Yep. Even when you write a textbook, and especially textbooks that are 1,300 pages long. But I remembered seeing how his students really, their demeanor changed. They trusted him so much more, and they already did anyway. But it was really cool to kind of watch that in person. So that's a great tip, Steve. Thank you for passing that along. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase one from another longtime hapster, Murray Jensen. Murray. One, Murray. One of his favorite lines is, hi, my name is Murray Jensen, and I'm going to lie to you. <laughs> and when he says, I'm like, wait a minute, why would you lie? Because it's going to get your students to double check you. It's going to get your students to read the book. So you get a twofer. One from me and one from Murray, and I hope he doesn't mind me stealing that. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, and Murray, if you're out there listening to this, you're an awesome guy. He's actually at Haps. I just saw him yesterday. Yep, I just ran into him stuffing his plate with uh, bacon from breakfast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Hey, Murray, Steve, thanks for coming by the booth, and uh, we'll see you here for the rest of the day at Haps. Absolutely. It's always fun. Jim, thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. All righty. All right, booth 209, I know you guys know this by now. I think I've said it about 7,000 times, but I am now with one of my favorite people on the planet, Paul Emmerich. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for coming by the booth today. Uh, it was really good visiting with you earlier today, and we got into a really fun topic of physiology and how you teach it. Are there any tips that you want to pass on to the audience? I think one of the things uh, that instructors that are using Connect products should do is really use the concept overview interactions. Um, the students really like them. They're short, but they really optimize the material that a student really needs to know in an interactive way. And the students really like it. And um, the ability to change the level of the assignment in how Connect builds them is really, really super easy. Um, I first saw something. There were some questions I didn't like, but I was able to skip those and keep it to the ones that I wanted them to do. And also the ability to just include a link for the actual um, activity itself without any questions. So the students really like that, and it works for them, and I've actually seen an impact on how well they understand the complex physiological processes that they've used to, um, for those particular overviews. Well, Paul, that's a great, I'm going to call that a pro tip right now, because I think you and I have talked about this a lot, where physiology is tough for students. You guys at the instructor level are so excited about it, but they really struggle with a lot of the concepts. What those concept overviews will really do well for them is really bring those things to light. But you mentioned something really important about the assessments. So when you assess with these, what do you usually find out in terms of your students' learning? Um, usually I assess them at two different levels because I assign them one as a homework. And when I look at the exam questions that I use that were based on those overviews that were assigned, uh, typically it seems the students understand those concepts to a greater degree. And that's kind of the holy grail here is we really want them to go up a level, right? You and I have talked a lot about Bloom's taxonomy, and you do a lot of work with level three, four, and five Blooms, right? Yes. Uh, what do you like about going to that level with your students? I think it forces them to do something they're not used to doing. Um, I usually inherit students that have had AMP1, so there's been a lot of focus on memorization, and to me, I want them... The people that are, they're funneling into nursing courses, things like that. And yes, the anatomy is important, but what's coming from the nursing programs or the allied health programs is they want their students to understand the concepts more so. And I think that allows them to do that. 
And with those higher level blooms, they're walking out of there with a better understanding of application. All right, so I have a challenge for you. If you're listening to this, and you might not be right now, but uh, probably be tomorrow sometime on, on Friday by the time you get the chance to do this. But if you're in the hall and you can find Paul Emmerich, he is really a wonderful person. You and I have known each other for, what, 15, 16 years Something now? Like that. It's been a long time, and you're going to learn a lot from him. He and I were talking about nutrition, and he teaches a nutrition course, and uh, just a fantastic person. And one thing I didn't know until this morning, I think I forgot about this, is that you grew up here in Oregon, right? I not grew up here, but I went to grad school at Oregon State. That's right, not grew up yet. Go Beavers! What are you recording now? You were just asking Haranya if he needed some help. So I said I'm beyond help. <laughs> this is live action from the booth. Valerie asked Haranya if he needed help, and he said, I'm beyond help. I love that honest answer, but you are amazing. I know, I know I am amazing, but I'm still beyond help. And that is why I am amazing, I think. Live from Booth 209. You heard it live. All right. We are really lucky right now. We have Cinnamon Van Putty, the lead author of the Sealy's Anatomy and Physiology textbook, here at the booth, Booth 209 here, live from HAPS 2019. Cinnamon, thanks for stopping by the booth. Hey, it's great to be here. Uh, Of course it's great to be here. And one thing I was wondering about is how many years have you been going to HAPS? I think this is my 14th time to come to HAPS. 14 years, so I only have the edge by maybe three years. So you and I have been going to HAPS together for a very long time. What is your favorite part about HAPS? My favorite part really is the update seminars because I love to really hear about the new cutting-edge research so that I can pass that on to my students. A lot of my students are going to go into the nursing program, and they really need to know the newest information as long as we know that it's on tar- on target. Yeah, that's number two. So we had another uh, attendee come by, and so they, they said the same thing. Really? The workshops <laughs> and the updates are really amazing. All right, so what has been your favorite location of HAPS in all the 14 years you've been going? Wow. I would have to say Salt Lake City last year was really great because I hadn't gotten a chance to really spend any time there. But I've loved all the HAPS, honestly. Columbus was great because I'm an Ohioan. Go OSU. <laughs> <laughs> Go Hawks. I'm sorry. I had to put that in there. All right. So a teaching tip that you want to share with the rest of the world, what would it be? Well, for me, the biggest teaching tip I have is trying to really connect with my students. No pun intended. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Well, I, <laughs> I do use connect, <laughs> just to be funny. But no, to uh, make sure that my students feel comfortable in the classroom and that it's a fairly informal environment so that they're not afraid to answer a question because so many times students think, oh, I don't have it right. So I have this whole thing where I'm like, well, look, there you go. You had it right. Should have answered. And just we get this kind of fun easygoing environment happening and a lot of supports other students cheering their fellow classmates on and speaking of cheering your fellow classmates on I want to throw a big shout out to any of your colleagues at SWIC that might be listening to this so Cinnamon teaches at the Southwest Illinois College I think I have that correct and I was actually down there a couple weeks ago we did a little workshop with Bill Hoover who will probably be on the podcast at some point here today but it was an absolute phenomenal trip. And I just want to give a shout-out and a hi to everybody there. Uh, thanks for everything that you guys all do. Just an amazing team that you get to work with. Right, Cinnamon? Absolutely. And one of our colleagues, Bob, just had some major surgery. And so I'm sending out information, not information, hope, and recovery to him. 
Oh, Bob, for sure. We're going to keep you all, all of our positive energy. We're going to funnel that, and I hope you get well uh, very fast, and we'll be seeing you soon. Cinnamon, thank you for coming by the booth today. Thank you. I've had so much fun. It is. We'll have to do it again. I'm just going to tell you this. It's a good thing we alerted the authorities. Booth 209 is on fire today. Fire department's going to be rolling around. But there's another reason why it's on fire. We are joined by the one and the only Meg Culver from McGraw-Hill Education. She's one of our learning technology representatives. Meg, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Jim. So happy to be here. I know. And I had to twist your arm a little bit uh, getting on the show. You're like, I need to warm up. You know, I just got to the booth, so I just needed a little bit of time to to ease into it. (laughs) So now you know how our attendees feel. We're like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So here's a crazy thing. I said to Meg, you want to be on the show? She agreed yes. She said, I just need to warm up. She actually did laps around the exhibit hall. She was doing push-ups. She was doing some planks earlier. I mean, it was crazy. I didn't know you needed to do that kind of warm-up. <laughs> just some burpees, you know, just some, some basics. <laughs> so if you're in the hall, come by, see us. Meg will be here. Uh, but I have a question for you, Meg. What's your favorite part about working in education and helping people? You know, my favorite part about working in education is just knowing the kind of impact that we can make on instructors and students and knowing that I'm right there on the front lines and I'm able to hear feedback from what instructors want and what they're looking for and be able to provide that to them and just help them and their students um, with, you know, successful outcomes and just do the best that they can and, and that's amazing. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. So I've actually worked with you in the field, which has been a lot of fun. And I think you are just one of the brightest talents that we have. I think you're amazing. So you have a pro tip that you used, and I saw you do this, where we were doing a presentation for an entire committee, right? And you remember you did this booklet? Remember the booklet that you put together? It's really kind of an innovative idea. But you have so many good ideas. What's your favorite implementation tip for a faculty member? My favorite implementation tip would just be um, to make sure that you know who to go to for help. Make sure that you um, are, you know, connecting with the team. They're willing and able to help you make sure that the implementation is right for how you teach your course and um, how your students need to learn best. Very well said. I think that's the number one thing you can walk away with, especially for an organization as awesome as McGraw-Hill Higher Education. We have so many staff members like Meg that are here to help you out, so utilize as many of them as you can, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Okay, so this is your first HAPS. What's your observation right away? Oh, man. Lots of people. Lots going on. Very exciting. I can feel the energy in the room. It's very exciting to be here. It is, and I want to thank you for being on the show today. All right, Meg? Thank you so much, Jim. It was great to be here. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Coming to you live from Booth 209 here in McGraw-Hill Education. I'm here with the commander of the booth, Valerie Kramer. Valerie, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. So good to be here, Jim. That's amazing, everybody. It's just such a cool, unique event that I've never seen before. People, once you meet them once, it's not a handshake, it's a hug. It's pretty cool. So it is pretty cool, and what you need to do is get over here to booth 209. Uh, it's probably going to be too late by the time you listen to this. Well, you have a little bit of time. We're going to do this in the morning. Uh, but Valerie is one of the brightest people you'll ever meet. Not only is she very smart, but she's got the best smile and the most awesome energy. How do you do it, Val? Oh, thank you, Jim. I don't know. Maybe it rubs off from you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Hey, do you want to give uh, the audience a little bit of a preview of like some of the things you're excited about here on the behalf of McGraw-Hill Education? What are they going to come to see at the booth? What are some of the cool things happening? Yes, so we have the booth set up for presentations, but then we also have the usual uh, book set up so that we have all of our latest products in the booth. And then we have some presentations, four of them today, four tomorrow, and we've got a little bit on active learning, and you get three stamps for attending those, and then you can win an Apple Watch. So, I mean, why wouldn't you come? So not only can you potentially win an Apple Watch, but you're going to have, like, some fun activities for them to actually earn it, right? Oh, absolutely. And then we have some interactive uh, where you can actually hit a touch screen and watch APR. You can see the, you can play with the new APR 4.0. So you're kidding me. You can play with the new APR 4.0 here at the booth 209, McGraw-Hill Education? That's right. That's right. Come on over. It's okay. a lot of fun. So I'm also under the impression that you starred in a movie recently. I did. 16 Candles, APR style. Now, is there any truth to the rumor that's going around that you actually have a crush on APR? I do. So dreamy. It is definitely so dreamy. And I want to thank you for letting me wiggle into uh, the, the video oh, there at the end. It would be a McGraw-Hill video without the cameo of you, Jim. So it was fantastic. It was fun. So if anybody uh, would like to see that, please reach out, send me an email, and I'll make sure I get you a link. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's the other thing that keeps coming up. Everybody's asking, like, where is it going to be posted? I think we're going to post that somewhere, right? We'll find a place. We always do. Well, Valerie, it's so much fun to see you at the booth going crazy. We got actually a line here. If you uh, want to follow the MH Education Twitter handle, MH, MH Higher Education, we will put it there. I'll make sure we get a spot there for it if, if that's the place that can be accessible to everyone. We're going to do that, and we'll probably put it on YouTube and a couple other places. So just come see us at the booth. We'll get you a link to the video, and we'll probably be playing it here live at the booth, right, somewhere. Absolutely. It's too fun not to play. All right, Valerie, thank you. You have a good rest of your day, all right? Thanks, Jim. Talk to you. Booth 209 is rocking today. we got Chad Wayne from the University of Houston is here by the booth. Chad, how many HAPS conferences have you been to? Uh, six conferences. Ooh, six. That's awesome. What has been your favorite location so far? I think I enjoyed Utah. I enjoyed Columbus. And I enjoyed Atlanta. Ooh, Atlanta was kind of fun. We had a peach theme. That's the one thing I remember. And we're all dressed in, like, peach color clothing. It's fun. Um, so I want to ask you a question. We talked about this earlier. Do you have, like, a tip that you want to pass along to anybody who's teaching either physiology, anatomy, physiology, anything in general you want to pass along? Sure. Uh, so the one thing I'd like to uh, all instructors to really kind of remember and understand is that really students are taking your classes because they want to take them. And so really our goal when we are educators is not so much necessarily teaching them the content. While that's important, that's not necessarily the number one goal. The number one goal is to give them the skills, give them the knowledge that they need to advance through their entire academic career. So remember, it's the medium is what we're using to, to get them excited. But what we're trying to do is give them the right skills to be successful. So, Chad, you may have heard me say this once or twice, but I always say we are in the excitement business. And that's very true, right? Yes, it is. We are. And, you know, part of our job when we get up there, you know, whether we're the sage on the stage or whether we're doing the the, uh, small groups and discussions is we're really there to really get these kids pumped up. And I keep calling them kids. Sometimes they're not. But get them excited about the material. I mean, so, you know, you have to go in there with that type of enthusiasm, the same type of enthusiasm you have for that material. 
Absolutely. It's a transference in, in a lot of ways, right? If you're excited about it, they'll get excited about That's it. That's absolutely correct. And so, you know, whatever it is that you're teaching, whether it be about, you know, lungs, whether it be about, you know, my case, a reproductive system, you go in there and you're the rock star. You have to, you know, get that crowd doing the wave when you're talking the action potentials. You have to get them, you know, really, really excited to ask you those scary questions that they're afraid to ask anybody else. Amazing. I want to thank you for coming by the booth today and hope you have a good rest of your Habs conference. I will. Thank you very much for inviting me. All right, Chad, be good. You too. Later. Thanks, Jim. Hey, it's always fun when we can have first timers here at the booth. So I'm talking to Tom. Tom, how do I say your last name? Bram. Tom Bram. So he's from Minnesota, actually, so close to us. Uh, Dubuque, Iowa is where I'm from, Tom. And uh, you're a first timer. So what are you looking forward to the most here coming to Habs? Uh, just the opportunity to see some of the names in anatomy and physiology present, get some new ideas on active learning, maybe some more online learning ideas. Yeah, that's really good. And I was just talking to somebody two minutes ago that they're going to take their course and they're going to move it online. So here's the cool thing. I paired them up with Steve Sullivan, who's one of our uh, good friends of the program who's done this a lot. And that is really the benefit of HAPS. You can find so many people that have already done it, and you can kind of learn from them. So I'm excited for you, Tom. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to for HAPS? No, just some of the speakers. Uh, again, these are some of the people who, like, write the textbooks we use and stuff. So it's, it's an awesome opportunity. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to be the other fun thing for you is to go meet all the authors. I think just about every author that's written a book in Anatomy and Physiology is here, so that's one of the big draws for the conference. And I just want to thank you for coming by the booth and for being so brave to be the first first-timer on the podcast today. You're very welcome. Thanks. Hey, have a safe trip home too, Tom. Thanks. You bet.